turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. going on, everybody? It's another Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast right here on AM 970 The Answer. We've got a great show for you tonight. News and notes to get to. I'll tell you how to follow me in just a second, but this past week was the man, Rob Halford, his 69th birthday, and this is the title track from Screaming for Vengeance. Just listen to this voice. 1982. Oh, man, that that guy had an un- still has an unbelievable voice. I mean, if you have not seen him in concert, I urge you the next time around when concerts actually happen again, you've got to see this guy. This year was supposed to be their 50th anniversary tour. The band formed in 1969, 1970. They count 1970 as their start date, their first album with Halford, uh, Rockarola, which is... If you listen to Rockarola and you listen to Priest now, they're completely different. Rockarola is more of a Led Zeppelin kind of light album, whereas anything they put out after that is just, you know, blows the doors off. And and a lot of that, Halford has always said, a lot of that had to do with Black Sabbath. Uh, Black Sabbath's first album had a lot to do with changing the way they did music and really getting into the heavy metal uh, type of scene. But anyway, uh, Rob turning 69 this past week. He lives in Arizona. He's got a biography coming out next month. I'd love to get him on the program uh, to talk metal. Uh, he is a recovering alcoholic, obviously. He doesn't drink beer, so obviously we wouldn't be talking to him about beer, but I would love to talk to him about music because that's also a part of this show. You know, when you're drinking beer, a lot of times you're sitting with friends, either you're conversing, you're listening to music, you're doing things. That's all a part of the show. And of course, the bigger part of the show is about small business. And we're going to get into that in just a few moments. But first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash A G Craft Beercast via email. Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and the soon-to-be-going-away Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those platforms. We're Alexa Ready as well. We're on Radio.com, Hopped Up Network, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. You can find us. Just, you know, just take a listen. Best place, Hopped Up Network. You go right there. Type in HoppedUpNetwork.com. You'll find my show and a bunch of others. Uh, that you can listen to and download and listen at your leisure. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Scott Novick. He's from Alternate Ending Brewery. He's going to join me. These guys not yet open. They're located in Aberdeen, New Jersey. It's a cool concept, a little different from the usual type of brewery. We'll talk to Scott about that and a lot of other stuff coming up about 20 minutes from now. I passed this brewery 
uh, pro- four or five times a week. Um, n- not going to disclose why, um, but you know, I pass it all the time, and my wife and I keep talking about how, hey, when this these guys open, we have to check them out. And Scott's got some really cool things uh, that are going to be happening once the brewery opens. So we'll talk to him about that uh, about 20 minutes from now. And, of course, trying to open a bar in a pandemic uh, is really a bar, a brewery, a bar, a restaurant, anything is very, very difficult. We'll talk to Scott about that as well. Now, the bar where everyone knew your name is now closing permanently. After 20 years, the Cheers Bar at Boston's Fennel Hall Marketplace has closed. According to reports, the owner said the decision to close was because of the landlord and the pandemic. The Fennel Hall Bar and Restaurant is a replica of the bar on the TV show, which ran on NBC from 1982 to 1993. The Bull and Finch Pub on Beacon Street that inspired the iconic series and is now known as Cheers Beacon Hill remains open. The last day of the Cheers Bar was actually... Uh, today, the airing of this show on August 30th. Um, now, this is an interesting one. So, Old Bridge Township Raceway Park is going to host an Oktoberfest outdoor beer festival on Saturday, October 24th. Uh, two sessions. One is from noon to four. The other one is from five to nine. Tickets are $65. More information is available via etownraceway.park.com slash Oktoberfest. And you spell Oktoberfest, O-K-T-O-B-E-R-F-E-S-T. So uh, they're saying more than 30 tri-state area breweries are going to attend, including Montclair Brewery, Jug Handle, Cypress, uh, Lone Eagle, Carton, Jersey Cyclone, Seven Tribesmen, Almentry, Cape May, Ghost Talk. They'll all be there. Attendees will receive a five-ounce tasting glass with a two-ounce pour line for sampling any and all beers. According to the event's website, the event will also offer wines and hard seltzers. Other features on site are said to include food vendors, live music, and games, including hatchet tossing. All attendees, 21 or older to enter, pets, children, and strollers not permitted. $15 designated driver tickets are also available. COVID-19 safety measures are listed on the event's ticketing website. Face masks must be worn before entering and whenever attendees are not eating or drinking. I'll get to that in a second. Attendees will be required to maintain six feet of social distancing space between themselves and other guests while online to enter and at all vendor tables. Old Bridge Township Raceway Park, of course, located at 230 Pension Road in Englishtown. So here's the problem that I have here. So they're saying face masks have to be worn before entering while you're standing online. Got that. Uh... And also to maintain six feet of social distancing. How are you going to maintain a six feet of social distancing when you're standing online to get beer? It's almost impossible. And I don't know how they're going to spread it out on the racetrack. You have to spread this out enough where you have main, you're maintaining six feet of social distancing at all times. Now, on top of that, you have to wear your mask when you're not eating or drinking. Now, I don't know if you've been to a beer festival, but you're not going to keep taking the mask on and off, on and off while you're sipping a beer. Usually you're sipping a beer, you move on to the next vendor, boom, you sip another beer, move on to the next vendor. Maybe you get some food, you go off, walk away somewhere, and you eat. This is going to be very difficult. I want to know what, what contingencies are in place. And the other thing is, is English Town, you know, they're approving of this, and this is okay by the state? What's your limit on the amount of guests? Um, I don't think you can have gatherings more than, what, 50 or 100 people? So I, I'm I'm a little this one's a little puzzling to me of how you could run this in October. Now, could it happen? Sure it could. Do I think it's going to be safe enough to go? No, I don't think so. 
Um, already we've seen a bunch of different things. I know that uh, Witchcraft, uh, which is an event that John Henderson and his group puts on down in uh, South Jersey, they've canceled, and their event was scheduled for October, if I'm not mistaken, um, You know, because of COVID restrictions. I don't know how you're going to have an event two, two different times. You're going to have this thing in an outdoor setting. How is stuff going to be sanitized? You have sanitized stations set up. Some of these things on here are not clear, and I have to be honest with you. Um, if it was an, an event that somebody called me and said, hey, do you want to go? My, uh, my, my answer probably would be no. Now, look, um, I want beer festivals to start up again. Obviously, I want concerts to start up again. But I don't think this is the right time to do this when we're really not 100% sure. How many tickets are going to be sold? If you told me it's 100 tickets, 50 and 50, okay, fine. How do you make money? That's the other problem. How are you making money on all of this? Vendors have to get paid. There's a lot of stuff here that's a gray area that I'm not really sure you could have. Now, listen, I know my friend Allison has run a couple of food truck festivals over the last several weeks, and I don't know if they've been a success or not, um, but um, I'm willing to bet that they have been successful at a very limited capacity. This is the first test, I think. This is the first time I've seen a Jersey beer festival being uh, advertised, and I know my friend Allison wants to do one in November, Westfield Hops. She wants to try and get that done. But again, indoors, I don't know. I want indoor dining to return, but it has to be on a limited basis till we see where the spike is, if there's a spike. We haven't seen a spike on Long Island with indoor dining. We haven't seen a spike in indoor dining in Westchester. I get why New York City is, is putting a pause on it because of the density and the, popula- but you can, and the population. But there's a way to do this safely. The metrics are there. We need to start opening things up. These businesses are going to be out of business if we don't get things opened up soon enough. That's just my my two cents on the whole subject. Now, if that future sip of beer tastes different, one scientist says blame climate change. A professor in North Carolina has said her research shows nights are getting warmer faster, and that can basically cause jet lag in plants. That means their timing for processing chemicals could be off. So ultimately, she claims the changing temperatures will affect hops and other beer ingredients. Experts have been warning for years about other side effects of climate change, like rising oceans. Remains to be seen, but maybe there is some truth to that theory, that the uh, ingredients are slightly off, and maybe that IPA that you had uh, five, six years ago doesn't exactly taste the same today. We shall see. And then finally, a brewery supported the Black Lives Matter movement months ago is still making waves on Long Island. Montauk Brewing Company has shared a message on a chalkboard in June that supported the movement, sparking a boycott from some Long Island residents who say they support the police. There are now 26,000 members of a Facebook group called Defund Montauk Brewing Company. The brewery posted on social media that they were supporting racial equality but also support police, first responders, and the military. Um, a few of my friends tried, uh, you know, were inviting me to this Facebook group. I declined um, simply because of the fact that, look, Montauk Brewing can do what they want to do. They can support Black Lives Matter. Any brewery can support these Black Lives Matter groups. That's their business. Um, if you choose not to support those breweries for whatever reason, that's also your business too. I don't want to. I don't want to dive myself into the middle of this. Montauk Brewing has some good beers. Um, it's not a beer that's uh, that's in Jersey that I can readily get. And if I saw it in New York, you know, there are other brewery options for me before I would support or, or buy uh, Montauk Brewing. But if they were the only local option, then I would probably purchase it. Um, 
They're doing what they feel is necessary. I do think that they should also be supporting police officers. If you're going to support the one group, I think you have to support to all groups. That's kind of the, the message that I'm sending here. And you can disagree with me if you want. Um, they have every right to support that movement if they want. I particularly don't think that Black Lives Matter is a movement worth supporting because they have not shown me, at least, that they are helping out the African-American community on a full-time basis. A lot of Black Lives Matter movements have to do with rioting in the streets and causing violence and causing hurt. That's not something I want to support. I want a peaceful resolution uh, to whatever is going on uh, you know, in this country. Black Lives Matter to me, at least from what I've seen on the face, has not done that. And again, that's just my opinion. And I don't want to make this a political show because it's not a political show. It's about beer and it's about small business. And when we come back after a short break, we'll talk more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Catulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, via email at Albert at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the shows on those two platforms. Alexa Ready as well, iHeartRadio.com. Uh, the Hopped Up Network as well. You just head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of this program uh, Monday mornings before 6 a.m. And coming up in 10 minutes, Scott Novick from Alternate Ending Brewing uh, will join me on the program. The guy's not open yet. Uh, they're located in Aberdeen, New Jersey. It's a cool concept, a little bit different from the usual type of brewery, and that is coming up in 10 minutes from now. The late, great Stevie Ray Vaughan, You'll Be Mine from the Soul to Soul album, it was 30 years ago, earlier this week, on Thursday the 27th, uh, that we lost Stevie Ray Vaughan in a, in a helicopter accident in Alpine Valley in Wisconsin. Um, foggy night, helicopter was taking off from the venue. He had just played with Eric Clapton, a bunch of other uh, great blues artists. Uh, wanted to get back to Chicago, and instead of taking the bus, got on the helicopter. And the rest, as they say, is history. And we lost an incredible blues talent um, 30 years ago this past week. Stevie was just amazing. Uh, I've talked about it on the show before. Had the opportunity to see Stevie Ray Vaughan a number of times uh, in the late 80s and early 90s. In fact, saw him about a month before he passed uh, where Joe Cocker opened for him at Jones Beach. And I saw him with uh, Jeff Beck the first time on the Fire and the Fury tour at Madison Square Garden in October of, uh, I think it was October of 1989, if I'm not mistaken. Both shows absolutely, positively uh, epic. Uh, the, this guy was amazing. His guitar work is phenomenal, and he is certainly missed uh, to this day. So let's move on to some uh, news and notes here. A couple of different things. So Dogfish Inn, the Dogfish Head Craft Breweries Canal Side Hotel in Lewis, Delaware, uh, is has bringing in a new uh, kind of thing for guests. So it's Welcome to Lewis, Mother Nature. Let's do this. Uh, it's two new offerings, the Off-Centered Gear Shed and Outdoor Activity Package. Uh, of now it's available to guests. They provide everything beer and nature lovers need to get out and enjoy coastal Delaware's innate beauty from outdoor gear and active lifestyle accessories to beachside games and exploration guides. 
Uh, thanks to a bunch of awesome partners, the Dogfish Inn's off-centered gear shed, chock full of gear and games for guests to borrow and use during their stay. Uh, some things like beach chairs from Launch Chair USA, Priority Beach Cruiser, bicycles and helmets, Nathan Sports, a running headlamps and reflective vests, uh, Eagle's Nest Outfitters hammocks and sand-free beach blankets, Trigger Point uh, muscle recovery and stretching tools, Nikon binoculars, tons of different things, Woolrich blankets to hang out on the beach, cornhole, all kinds of good stuff. Um, there are packages that you can take part of, and if you uh, want to check it out, the uh, Dogfish Inn's Outdoor Activity uh, activity Package, it's a $49 uh, a, la carte, uh, a la carte offering, the Outdoor Activity Package, uh, is available to add on to the cost of a room while booking upon their arrival to the inn. Guests that book the outdoor activity package will be greeted with an active lifestyle merchandise bundle featuring a slew of dogfish head-themed goodies, including a hat, bandana, lip balm, logo decal, two pint glasses, two koozies, and a galvanized bucket to carry all of their off-centered swag. Very cool. So if you want to learn more about this or to make a reservation, all you have to do is visit dogfish.com slash in. Very cool stuff. From our good friends at Dogfish Head Brewing. Uh, good folks from Heavy Seas, they're announcing the fourth beer in their Juice Cannon series. Juice, spelled J-O-O-S-E. Uh, is This new one is called Glacier Fruit, and the fruit is spelled F-R-O-O-T. It's a 7.25% uh, ABV beer. It'll be exclusively available curbside at the Heavy Seas Tap Room. Four packs of 16-ounce cans. Uh, the, this coming weekend of Friday, September 4th, just in time for Labor Day. It's uh, another exciting twist on their flagship IPA loose cannon, Juice Cannon, hazier, juicier counterpart inspired by sports drinks, Glacier Fruit, combines berry and citrus to create an IPA that will quench your thirst on the hottest of days. No electrolytes needed. So uh, good stuff there. Um, they uh, added a bunch of different uh, fruits to this, aromas of lemon, orange, tangerine, and pineapple, and then it added cherry and cranberry juice along with a strong helping of strawberry puree. Um, again, uh, this will be available this coming weekend, Friday, September 4th. So uh, good stuff coming from there. And then two new beers coming out, perfect for donut lovers. Duncan and Boston's Harpoon Brewery announcing this year's beer collaboration, uh, which will feature two donut-infused beers starting next month. Uh, September, obviously. People along the East Coast can get their hands on the Boston Cream Stout and the Jelly Donut IPA. The company also releasing a pumpkin spice latte ale and a coffee porter as a part of the collaboration. If I'm not mistaken, the coffee porter was last year's beer. Um, and these these two new ones, the Boston Cream Stout and the Jelly Donut IPA, are the two new br- uh, beers that are coming out in collaboration between uh, Dunkin' Donuts and Harpoon Brewery. So uh, good stuff from the folks at Harpoon. You have to check that out. And, you know, on this program, we do talk not just beer, but it's also about small business. But we also talk music on the show. Obviously, I referenced uh, the passing of Stevie Ray Vaughan uh, 30 years ago this past week at the beginning of this segment here uh, with the music that I played. But it is interesting how um, during this pandemic we have... um, I guess for lack of a better, well, let's put it this way. The State Liquor Authority in New York has been kind of ruling like an iron fist on the directives of Governor Cuomo, right? So um, about a week or so ago, the State Liquor Authority in New York came out and said, uh, bars and restaurants are prohibited from offering live music, ticketed events, and other forms of outdoor entertainment. The reason being is, per the governor, this attracts too many crowds, not enough social distancing, and the spread of COVID. So now, 
the uh, bars and restaurants and venues have banded together and they are suing the state liquor authority, arguing that the rule change is not only unworkable, but it's also unconstitutional. The lawsuit states, despite the fact that coronavirus is not transmitted via sound waves, the SLA just decimated already struggling businesses. This rule prohibits lawfully operating establishments from advertising the entertainment that is lawfully available. To wit, a ban on advertising of music at food service establishments. This constitutes a content-based restriction on free speech. They argue that the SLA, which obviously has been enforcing Governor Cuomo's COVID-19 safety guidelines at bars and restaurants throughout the state, has rolled out a myriad of constantly changing and unworkable rules, regularly fining establishments thousands of dollars at a time for hyper-technical violations that did not exist days earlier. They are asking for restoration of their right to speak and hopefully their ability to generate enough revenue to pay their employees and possibly even some portion of their rent. The lawsuit filed on behalf of New York Independent Venue Association, that is the NYIVA, a group that formed this summer to represent over 100 independent music venues in New York City to push Congress to financially support the industry during the pandemic, as well as a handful of specific venues affected by the rules, um, uh, Turkson in Brooklyn, Birdland Jazz Club in Manhattan, the Capitol Theater in Westchester, uh, places in upstate New York, Buffalo Ironworks, a number of different places around the state. So um, they're arguing, and, you know, listen, they're bringing up a good point here. Um, you're telling us that we need we can only reopen at a certain capacity, and then you're telling us that we can't have certain things there. Now, I don't understand why you can't have live entertainment and restrict the number of patrons that come if you're talking about social distancing. These people need to pay their bills. They need to pay their employees. They need to pay their bills. But on top of that, they need to pay their landlords as well because some of these people don't own the buildings they're in. They're renting it from somebody else. That landlord has a nut to pay in terms of a mortgage. If they can't pay their mortgage, then they default on the building, which closes the business. Then maybe the business already closes because they can't support themselves. Now, look, I understand the whole thing about this pandemic and COVID-19, and it's something that we have to take seriously. But my local establishment in New Jersey uh, has live music and live entertainment on Friday and Saturday nights. They advertise it, and it's restricted to the people that are sitting there, eating their meal, socially distanced, wearing a mask when you come up. When you get to your table, you can take the mask off so that you can sit down and eat. I've been eating there for two months now. I've not gotten COVID. There's been no issue, and I get it. Outdoors different from indoors. And these people are not arguing about Indoor entertainment. They're arguing about outdoor entertainment, about having people congregate at their place of business and be able to have a musician there. Now, if you want to discourage people from walking up and and um, and and sitting there, that's fine. I, 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 I don't have a problem with that. And that's what you should be doing. I mean, you open up a bowling alley and that's safer with people at, at you know, every other lane or whatever. But you can't have performers, you know, having a show? I don't understand it. Again, I, I, I think what, what they are trying to do here, the uh, N, NYIVA, is a good point. They're suing the state to force these things to happen, to, to, to you know, to open up. It's ridiculous that these, that these governors are continuing to try and restrict business and from people earning a living. I don't understand it. Why is it that you can't have a musician with a guitar you know, or, or two guitars come up and play for an hour while people are socially distant sitting outside. Again, if somebody walks up and wants to listen and you go over to them and say, look, if you're not sitting down at your table or whatever, you can't sit here. I'm sorry. You have to move on that. I get that. 
But these arbitrary rules that the State Liquor Authority in New York keep coming up with, per the directive of Governor Cuomo, are absurd. That's the bottom line. Now, when we come back after a short break, Scott Novick from Alternate Ending Brewing will join me on the program. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Of course, Google Play and iTunes. Uh, although Google Play for not much longer because apparently it's going away and I've had to transfer like my entire music catalog to YouTube music and I'm not really crazy about that interface right now. But um, if you want on iTunes, you just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. We're Alexa ready as well. We're available on radio.com, iHeartRadio. And of course, Monday mornings, the podcast version of this program can be heard on the Hopped Up Network. All you have to do is head over to the hoppedupnetwork.com and you can download and listen to this show or a plethora of others whenever you want. Now, my next guest is the owner of a brewery in Aberdeen, New Jersey. It hasn't opened yet. Uh, It was converted from an old-time movie theater, which had been there for uh, quite some time. And, of course, nothing is easy these days, especially when you're trying to open, uh, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's a brewery or a business in the middle of a pandemic. AlternateEndingBeerCO.com is the website for more information. Let me welcome to the show for the first time Scott Novick. Scott, how are you? I'm doing well, Al. Thanks for having me. You got it. Now, you started out as a home brewer and eventually landed a job at Other Half in Brooklyn. Was the goal always for you to open your own place, or was this kind of you stumbled onto the home brewing thing and then just decided you wanted to make this your your passion and your career? Yeah, I think the latter. It's uh, it, it was always a, a thought in my mind when we started brewing, but I never really thought it would come to fruition. And uh, just as I got deeper and deeper into it, it, it became stronger, and uh, uh, that dream kind of turned into a reality. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, really exciting as we uh, move forward. And, and, Scott, I have, I have to tell you, full disclosure, I have passed your brewery probably 100 to 200 times in the last six months or so. My mom lives in Matawan. I've been shuffling back and forth. I'm constantly heading down to Source Brewing to pick up beers, and I'm always taking that 34 corridor to get down there to kind of avoid the parkway a little bit. Why did you pick this particular location to build a brewery? Well, first let me say, next time you pass by, please stop in. I'd love to give you a tour and show you around. All right, sounds uh, good. So this fell into my lap. I was um, I was working overnights at Other Half. Uh, I was on the uh, overnight cycle. I was uh, driving home, driving my, ni- uh, my wife nuts at 6 in the morning, using smelling salts just to get home because... <laughs> I was so exhausted, oh, and she wanted me to leave, and I said this was too great of an opportunity. Right. So um, we, we just needed a night out, and we went to our, our favorite restaurant in Old Bridge, Heirloom Kitchen, and we were sitting there, and the owner of Heirloom, who I actually went to elementary school with, uh, said, uh, you want to open up your brewer- uh, brewery one day? And I said, yeah, you know, one day. You know, I'm doing well at other half, learning a lot. And uh, she said, well, my dad owns the uh, Bowtie Movie Theater, and it's go- it, you know, they're not renewing their lease in September. So I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. We just drove by and I pointed out to my wife, Jen, like I said, that that would be a cool place for a brewery. So, uh, she introduced me to her dad, uh, and we met at the brewery the the following Monday Uh and uh, we just hit it off. And, uh, so really it literally just fell into my lap. And, uh, the last thing I said to him when he said, well, what do you think about it? 
He's like, maybe I'll break it in half for you. I'm like, I don't know. I think half is too small. I need the whole thing. So he laughed, and uh, the rest is history. Wow, that's great. We're talking with Scott Novick, the owner of Alternate Ending Brewing Company. They're located in Aberdeen, New Jersey. And, uh, of course, they're not open yet, but soon will be for all their info. Uh, hit up their website, alternateendingbeerco.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, so unlike other breweries that are around right now in New Jersey, Scott, you're going to have the ability to serve food and also offer uh, mixed drinks. So you have a full liquor and brewing license. Is that correct? That's correct. And another thing that fell into our lap, uh, we were always planning on doing a production brewery. And uh, as we were negotiating our lease, uh, someone offered us the opportunity to buy a liquor license, and they were two for sale in Aberdeen. And for what they're going for around and surrounding towns is pretty obscene. Yes. And this one was pennies on the dollar. So oh, it, wow. was, it, it, just, it was a no-brainer. And so we had to take, take advantage of the opportunity. We changed our model. And uh, we just completely pivoted in the brew pub scenario. And and how big of a, uh, a brewing system are you going to have in there, Scott? Uh, we have a ten barrel system. I'm okay. actually looking uh, at it right now. It's a ten barrel system uh, made by uh, Specific. Okay. Uh, and I have my uh, head brewer and my assistant brewer uh, playing with it right now because we just actually connected our. Uh, two-inch water domestic line. Oh, that's awesome. I did see the pictures of that on Instagram uh, not too long ago. And this will also be a family-friendly establishment. It's cool to bring the kids to hang out. Is that right? Absolutely. Uh, we're, well, I'll, I'll start with there's a changing table in every uh, bathroom. So, okay. you know, bring your kids, bring your babies. Uh, we're going to have a kid's menu. Uh, we are uh, going to have a movie theater. And on Sundays, eventually, when we're allowed to have indoor dining again, right. we're going to show kids' movies. And, uh uh, we have a lot of old nostalgia from the original theater. So they left me uh, about 12 seats that we're getting a uh, reupholster right now. We're going to incorporate them into our uh, tap room. We have uh, old uh, marquee signs and uh, light-up boxes, poster boxes, uh, and we're just going to make it super family-friendly. Oh, that's, now that's very, very cool. We're talking with Scott Novick. Uh, he is the owner of Alternate Ending Brewing Company. They're located in Aberdeen, New Jersey. For all the info, you can hit up their website at alternateendingbeerco.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So you're going to be showing movies in there. It's going to kind of have that movie theme to it. Um, what types of beers will you be brewing? Well, that's definitely the most important aspect of our uh, brewery because it was always supposed to be a brewery first. So, uh, you know, working at other half, I really was trained by some of the best in the world at making uh, juicy IPAs and big boy stouts. And uh, so we're definitely going to do that. But I brought in a head brewer that is well-versed in every style. Uh, so uh, we're going to start with the Pilsner. We're just going to go for it. We have a uh, our, we had our system plumbed so we could do decoction. Mm-hmm. And we could do turbid mesh, and so so we really want to hit those traditional styles. So we're we're starting with a pilsner. We're putting that in a uh, a twenty, and then we have back to back IPAs. We have a stout, we have a Kolsch, and we're going to do a dry hop Berliner. So that's going to kind of get us through the first two weeks of brewing, um, and then from there we're just going to you know mix in different styles as we continue to grow and, and brew. And you know it helps having a brew pub both with food and beer. Right because you have this ability to, to do so many different things. And, you know, with a 10-barrel system, we can make these smaller batches and hopefully turn them around quickly uh, and just 
kind of really hit all the styles. Now, you have, uh, if I'm not mistaken, as I passed by there, actually when I was uh, by there on uh, Saturday, I took a couple of pictures uh, of the uh, the marquee sign that you had up there. But you also have garage doors, correct, that open up? Yes. All right, so would that work with the governor's mandate of two open walls to open up for indoor dining, or you're not sure about that? Uh, so it, it, we've heard both both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we've heard that it has to be on 50% of the wall. So since it's only on one wall, that may not work for gotcha. us. We have a door on the opposite wall, which we were told may uh, allow us to open up and do some indoor dining. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very ambiguous right now uh, as if if we can do indoor dining. Right. We, and we also don't want to toe the line and, and get us in trouble, get other breweries in sure. trouble who might have the same situation. So we're definitely going to look into it, but we are planning on having outdoor dining. So the, the township has been wonderful to work with, and we are in the process of getting a permanent outdoor seating. Uh, and last question from me, Scott. How you know? And I've asked this uh, of a number of brewers over the last several months. How difficult has it been uh, trying to open a brewery during this pandemic? Obviously, you haven't been able to. You're gonna. You're planning on canning beers. You're planning on doing all of these things. But right now, you're basically paying for rent on a building of which you can't make any money on right now. And the pandemic obviously slowed your plans down where you would have been open a few months ago, but now uh, you're pushing into the late summer and possibly early fall before you open. How difficult has it been uh, to open up this place during the pandemic? Well, I could say I've had a lot of sleepless nights, and uh, I've never been up at uh, 4.30 so often in my life, other than when I was brewing overnights at uh, other half. So, uh, you know, it's very stressful. Uh, it's, you know... It, it, Every day it seems like there's a new challenge. It's it's been a roller coaster. Sometimes you get good news, and the next day you get bad news. Uh, so, you know, we've really had to to change our model to canning first. Uh, we really wanted to wait a few months in before we started canning, but you know, we just have to go for it because we need that revenue. But we are confident we're going to put out a great product. Uh, so, really, it's just been uh, you know stressful, a lot of unknown, but. You know, we have a great space, a great location, and an unbelievable town. Um, I think Brendan, my assistant brewer Steve, and myself will make some really delicious beer, thoughtful beer. We're not going to rush it. And I'm hoping that, you know, just people come and give us a chance, and uh, they're pleasantly surprised with uh, another new brewery that, uh, you know, maybe does things a little bit differently and, and could, you know, get us through this pandemic. So when we're finally, you know, move through this and, and, we're, we're back to a normal society. We're ready to roll and have a lot of fun with everybody in town and around New Jersey. My guest has been Scott Novick, the owner of Alternate Ending Brewing Company. They're located in Aberdeen, New Jersey. For all the info, you can hit up their website, alternateendingbeerco.com. they got lots of cool stuff on there. You can get some merchandise. They have a club that you can join as well. And let me tell you, I've passed by this place more than 200 times. It's a great location right off of Route 34 as you would be heading down into Marlboro and heading down to Point South. Uh, they got a lot of parking, a lot of big space. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, when these guys open up, and I'm looking forward to it. Scott, thanks so much for giving me a few minutes on the program tonight. I very much appreciate it. Thanks, Al. It's a pleasure talking to you, and please stop by next time you pass by. You got it. And up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Welcome 
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, of course, is always the final segment of the show is Suds and Duds. And you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Catulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G and NYCRadio.com. And don't forget, iTunes, Google Play, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the shows on those two platforms. Alexa Ready, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, Hopped Up Network, we're all over the place. You can listen to me anytime you want. Um, boy, that really did sound a little self-promote. Listen to me anytime you want. Anyway, <laughs> sometimes I have to laugh at, at, at things of that nature. Anyway, this is our point in the show where I discuss the various beers that I've had over the past week or so, and I let you know whether or not they are a suds, which means I like it, or it's a dud, which I don't like. And, you know... Um, it's interesting. Somebody said to me one time, I think it was Scott Wells from Bolero, said, you almost never not like a beer. And that's true. It's It really, it, it takes a lot for me to pour a beer out that you know, says to myself, eh, I don't like this. I really don't like it to the point where I have to pour it out, right? I'll try anything and give you my honest opinion on it. Is it something that I would order again and again from the bar, right? That's That's how I look at it. When I'm drinking a beer... Whenever, whenever it is, uh, you know, whether I'm out at a restaurant eating dinner or I'm sitting at home and I'm casually drinking, if it's a new beer that I get from a brewery uh, and I try it, it's always my 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 thought process is always would I have this again if I was in a bar and or, having to order it and pay for it? Would I do that again? Um, and you know, I would say better than eighty percent of the time, most of the stuff that I have, I would definitely try I, again. You know. Um, it's just interesting. You know, it is true. I mean, it really takes, it really takes a really bad beer for me not to, um, not to want to drink the whole thing. And sometimes I don't drink the whole thing. It's just, I'm trying to get through the week and, you know, I don't want to be, you know, it's packing on those calories and stuff. And, uh, you know, you just want to take a little break sometimes, uh, from, uh, drinking a 16 ounce, a 16 ounce, which is why I'm always advocating with this should be more 12 ounce beers. I get it from the brewer's perspective. Um, that, you know, 16-ounce beer lasts longer. You can charge a little bit more. I understand all of that stuff, but sometimes I just want a good 12 ounces instead of 16. Um, you know, I don't want to drink. Like, I love the fact that Bolero has their Hoofa Pilsner. You can get it in a stovepipe can, I think. You can get it in a 16-ounce can, but you can also get it in a six-pack, you know, and I like that. I like to have that option, but, you know, I digress. Um as always, one of my favorite places to uh, to eat and also to try beer is over at Paragon Tap and Table. Um, and they do a great selection uh, with their beers. And they do, you know, uh, it's they, they are heavy Jersey-centric. They do do national beers, but they're very Jersey-centric, and I love that. Ernie does a great job, and Ed, in curating the beers and getting the good stuff uh, from New Jersey. Tahitian Breeze from Icarus is no exception. Subtle milk sugar in this, smooth, very enjoyable. Love the coconut and vanilla in it, but the milk the that milk sugar, I was thinking that it was going to be a little bit thicker and it's not and it just it just has all the right notes that I want to drink out of a beer. This is definitely one that I would go back to again and again and again. That's how uh, I enjoyed it that much. Now, Jersey Cyclone Brewing, I I feel like a lot of times they are hit or miss for me. Uh, some of their beers are good, some of them are kind of, okay, you know, I've had it once, probably wouldn't have it again. This particular beer, though, their Uncharted Water Quadruple Berry, I really like this. It wasn't super tart, but it had a nice berry flavor to it. It was very enjoyable. If I recall correctly, my wife tried it, and she didn't like it because she wanted it to be uh, tartar. Um, 
if that makes sense. More puckery, you know what I'm saying? But this had a subtleness to it that kind of cleansed the palate to move on to the next beer. So I think that's why I enjoyed this a lot. And um, good stuff from Jersey Cyclone, I have to say. They're, uh, you know, like I said, they're hit or miss sometimes with some of their beers. And that's what happens. When you're a new brewery, sometimes you're not, every beer is not going to hit it on all cylinders. Um, and some places like Source, I, I think almost every one of their beers has knocked it out of the park when I've tried it. Um, Wet Ticket, consistently good beers. Um, I wish Tim would bring their Hefeweizen back because I love his version of, of the Hefeweizen. It's not really anything different from other Hefs. It's just, it's a, it's just a really good uh, drinkable beer. But his Kolsch is great. Uh, their IPAs are excellent. The Hop Diet, I think, is one of the best ones that he's done so far. You know, it, consistently, it's a place that I love to go to. And if I see it on tap or I see cans of beer uh, from Wet Ticket, it's definitely something that I want to have over and over again. Another brewery that has been impressing me, Timber Ales. This Lumberjack-style batch, number one, with Mostra coffee in it. And boy, is this fantastic. Big hits of coffee and maple syrup. It is a fantastic beer. These guys are really doing a great job. And I, and I think as the story goes from what I was reading, uh, he brews the beer in New York, but there's a Connecticut brewery that actually upscales it to can it, and then they send it back uh, for sales. So they're available in New Jersey, which is great. Uh, Ernie, the GM over at Paragon, had uh, it, you know turned me on to, to these guys. Boy. These guys are making great beers. And I know they do some lesser type of beers, but their stouts are all like 12% and above. And it's just, they're fantastic. As we continue on here in our Suds and Duds segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Twin Elephant did a double drop of beers last week, was happy to get these. So um, first up was I'm Seeing Robots, uh, which is just, a, I mean, a dry, hoppy, nice beer. It's just a really good sipping beer in the backyard. Fantastic. Uh, and then, uh, well, we'll get to the other one that I had a little bit later on. This is the I'm seeing robots, excellent beer. Uh, glad to get it. And it's another one of those. I love how twin drops their beers. They kind of just, you know, it's just seven at night, eight at night, nine at night. Boop. They have a little drop on Facebook and Instagram and you got to be on it because if you're not, they sell out very quickly. The same with source brewing. So this is the first time that the source guys have done a lower, uh, lower calorie, uh, IPA, uh, called Little Cal Pale Ale, um, a, a real good, nice change of pace from these guys. Light, piney, um, very characteristic uh, of West Coast uh, styles of beers. Love the can art, but the beer is excellent. Could definitely see myself knocking back a few of these. It's an under 5% beer. Excellent beer. Well done uh, from the guys at Source Brewing. The folks from Alesmith sent me their Alesmith for Hope, which is their series, um, which is helping out Anvil of Hope, okay, um, which is an organization that the founders of Alesmith started to help out people during the pandemic in the San Diego area. Great beer, hazy, tropical, smooth. It is uh, for a great cause in San Diego, and I have an affinity uh, towards beers that come out of San Diego. I love the styles that the folks in San Diego do. So many great breweries in that, in that area of San Diego, not only Alesmith, but you have, um, you know, Ballast Point is out there. You have Coronado is out there. You have Stone. Uh, uh, you have Modern Times. You have so many great breweries that are out there. And another brewery that's now open up for uh, indoor dining, Bagby Brewing in Oceanside, uh, which is uh, north of San Diego. Uh, my wife and I were there, tried their beers, fantastic. Got turned on to them uh, by Taryn Nern, I think, was the one who told me to go uh, hit them up when I was out there. And let me tell you something, great little place. They got a rooftop deck. You can, uh, you can see the ocean from there. The food is great. The beers are excellent. 
Uh, Bagby is open now. They have limited hours. Follow. You can go on their Facebook page and check them out. Definitely something you want to look into. But the folks from Ale Smith, this is a great, hazy, tropical, smooth IPA. It's only available in San Diego, but you definitely have to check it out. Uh, it is definitely worth um it's definitely worth the purchase if you're in San Diego, and it's definitely helping out a great cause. Um, Meadows Land Lager uh, by Bolero. And as I was mentioning, Scott Wells, at the beginning of this uh, uh, this segment, this is a fantastic Hellas Lager that the guys have done uh, over in the Meadowlands. It is smooth. It is delicious. It went fantastic with my burger the other night that I had over at Paragon Tap and Table. They do a great burger special on Wednesdays. Burger and a beer, 15 bucks. You can't beat it. Uh, just a, a tremendous job. Paragon's doing great things. They got a Taco Tuesday thing that is just unreal too. But this Metal uh, Meadowsland Lager uh, by Bolero, spot on. And I have to get over to Bolero Park uh, one of these days to um, sit and have a couple of beers while the weather uh, is still nice. Science and Falling by Icarus. This is a, a, a kind of sweet and sour IPA. I know that sounds confusing because there are sour IPAs out there, but this has a little bit of sweetness to it, and then you get that hint of sour. Uh, on the back end, very refreshing. Um, a little bit of a high-octane type of beer, but a, a refreshing beer nonetheless. So great job by Jason and the boys uh, down at Icarus. And then finally finished it off with a Cypress Mo Money Mo Problems. Nice bite, good flavor. The pineapple is right in there. Uh, so great job from uh, Charlie. Hadn't seen too many uh, Cypress beers over at Paragon recently, so it's nice to see that they're uh, getting some Cypress on tap. And, and they're only right down the road from me. I mean... The ride to Cyprus for me is probably 15 minutes. Uh, they're in a little industrial park behind a community college uh, over in Edison. And, uh, you know, Charlie uh, does a great job. And he's got outdoor seating as well, which is great. So you can get over there and you can have a couple of beers. And you can check out um, you can check out Cyprus and his little facility. And they do a, a really great job. So kudos to Charlie and the boys from there. But, folks... We are actually out of time. Now, my thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guest, Scott Novick from Alternate Ending Brewing uh, Brewing down in Aberdeen, New Jersey. They'll be opening very soon. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody.